0: There's a there's a chapter in the Course in Miracles. You ever hear of the Course in Miracles? The chapter in the Course in Miracles that says I need do nothing. So in it it describes like all these methods of trying to find that sense of ease and comfort. You know, not not every one of them, but a large amount. So there's a life of, and it says that no one will fail because it's mind it's mine's intention. Not to fail, but the minds the supreme yeah. mind is supreme in this situation in other words, mind isn't at the effect of what it's dreaming it's 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 causing the effects of the dream yeah. so in a sense we're sitting really pretty in a lot of ways because if we're aware of that and not aware of, of, of life from the idea of being an object but aware of uh, life from the idea of being that awareness, you know, things, almost anything can happen here. So, they talk about, and then, then they say, well, if you're reading this book, then maybe you're open to the Course of Miracles, and what its intent would be was, will be to save you time. So everything's going to work. A life of meditation will probably work, but it may take a long, long time. Contemplation, devotion, action, yoga, all like that. But they're all going to have a large uh, amount of time, and they're all going to lead to one point one realization, which is the head of the chapter, which is I need do nothing yeah so inevitably no matter how long it takes you're going to be basically at the same place the, no place, at the same point which is I need do nothing now we're just saying, why not start there yeah why not start at at where you're going to inevitably end up <laughs> just save yourself a whole lot of time in a way. Yeah. To me, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So it says... Uh, so what does that mean, I need do nothing? Well, if you feel like you're the doer, yeah, then I, the idea of I need do nothing would be framed in a sense of doing so it wouldn't work, right? You would go, all right, now I need... I've been doing a lot, now I'm going to not do anything. That doesn't work, in a way. Yeah? The I need do nothing is a different... It's not like an action you take. It's the mind has opened up to a possibility that seems obvious, yeah. So, the, it's like an observational hit. Hey, I need do nothing. It's not like, oh, another, uh, another strategy in my sense of being the doer, now I'm going to do not doing. You know what I mean? Now instead of being Paul, I'm going to be non-Paul. <laughs> None of this is going to work, or because we're all definitely still driving to be available for the experience of our own absence, which isn't going to happen. <laughs> there isn't going to be a you to have the experience of its inherent absence. Its inherent absence will produce a sense of presence, but it won't be what you call your presence. You know? The idea of Paul, a long-lasting, independent, separate enemy. It will be a presence, though rather strong, but it won't be you, and it won't be drawn out or uh, fleshed out with thought. Yeah, it will just be what it is. The mice, in my feeling, it's really nothing. You can't really put a finger on it. That's why it's valuable. If you could grab it and make it something, it wouldn't be what it is. So, the whole idea is okay. It's like that message, you know, you're a lion, and everyone hears the message. You're a lion. And some people like it, some people don't like the ear. it, but, all right, so let's say you're hearing the message. You're a lion, so here it comes. You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, and it hits the ear, and now it gets translated by what's hearing it, yeah? See, this is the trick. It's not the message, it's what's hearing it. That's the important thing. The message is a dime a dozen now, you can hear this message in a lot of ways, but what's hearing it is more important. So, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion. And then I, when this, this ear hears it, it frames it into, I can become like a lion. Yeah. Because it can't take or entertain that it's a lion, because it's already entertained at something else. Yeah. And so it's not the proclamation that you're a lion that's valuable to me. It's the sort of the questioning of what you're taking yourself to be. Because if you are not that which you're taking yourself to be, maybe you're a lion. Yeah? But if, if it's the sheep ear that gets it, then the sheep is going to construe it into the, the best way it can construe it, and the only way it can construe it when it's heard as a sheep is, I can become like a lion. So when we hear it as the personal doer, the haver, the long-lasting independent separate entity, when that's the frame, the message, or the mail slot, the message is received by that male slot defines the message. Yeah? So it's not the message, it's really questioning the male slot. So, in my, in my sense, if you see you're not the sheep, then maybe you are the lion. And I noticed that when that happens, the pursuit to become like a lion, the studying about lions, the mimicking what great lions have done, with the hope that you'll be a great lion if you do what a great lion did. All that seems incredibly absurd when you're a lion, yeah. Because exactly how you are, no matter how it is, that's the expression of the lion, yeah. So the frame is blown out of the out of the uh, out of the picture, yeah. And then the picture, instead of being defined by the frame, is more like a mural, yeah. It's a living mural, and you know it by finding out. You can't know it, because it's not denuded or caught, or, oh, I know that. I am that. You ne- you, all you can do is find out what you are. You can never know what you are, but you'll find it out by living it. And I, I believe we're living it right now. But at the same time, there's a mental process that's piggybacking on the, living it, the livingness of it and interpreting it. And our attention and interest has been sort of swayed to pay more attention and interest to the interpretation than to the living. It doesn't mean the living is absent. It's obvious, it's right, it's right underneath our nose. Just like they say in a lot of those statements of like the open gate or the, I mean, the open secret and the gateless gate. They're trying to tell you, hey, it's right, you know, there's no gate to walk through, it's gateless, you know, there's no, gatekeeper because there's no gate to keep, you know? And what would it, how could something be a secret if it's open? It just goes totally against it, yeah? So it's right underneath our nose, but our interest and attention is wedded to the mental interpretation of what's happening. So what's happening, I would say, is consciousness is in contact, yeah? Through these six gates. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and then your mind is seeing thoughts like... Um, an eye would see a bird. So in Buddhism they call the mind six sixth sense. Yeah? So there's six gates that consciousness moves through here to have an experience. Yeah? So that, I would say, is the raw information of every moment, is conscious contact, conscious contact, consciousness and contact. Yet the mental, there's... You can also be conscious of the mental interpretation, but if you're not... And if you're unconscious of the mental interpretation, you will take yourself to be what the mind is interpreting you to be. That causes me and you to be unconscious to what? Consciousness. We become hyper-conscious to the thoughts about us. We become hyper-conscious about imaginary places called the past and future. That's where mostly the mind's dwelling most of the time. Yeah, We're consciously hyper-conscious of all our feelings, but very, very unintuitive to others. I <laughs> mean, all of this sort of happens when that one little hijack has occurred, which is conscious contact that has been claimed by the mental process, and you have been substituted for consciousness. So it's now you're the one who's in contact. And you and I, that word you just represents a lot of fucking mental ideas that are mental beliefs and mental opinions and mental just just uh tons of mental fluff going on. So as soon as the you claims to be the one who's in contact, the consciousness is easily forgotten, and now all the emphasis is on you and what's been in what's been what's been contacted. Very interest is in the consciousness. The actually, sense of, the actually sensing seeing isn't really sensed. You, you're not, you're not, there's no value put in it. It's always the seer and seeing that gets all the value. Or the doer and what was done. Or the hearer and the heard. But not the hearing, not the seeing, not the feeling, not the tasting, not the touching, not the smelling. So this is just a slight little shift back, in a way. Back from something that never was undone. It was, it's just underappreciated, basically. Yeah? It's underappreciated, and our days in the mental realm are hell bent on underappreciating it by being incredibly appreciative of the mental presentation. Yeah, it's sort of like a, it's like an act of denial, yeah, of the truth by being so obsessed with what we are, what we're not. That acts as a denial of what we are. Yeah. You don't see that it has two it's like a, it has a, two different meanings. there is the obsession with this idea of being self, but it also has an agenda to to sort of uh, distract you from any attention of, to what you are so all day we're listening to Kate Paul or the story about Paul in this land of time and space and people and things and this and that, and then that idea of God is everywhere is totally doesn't mean anything, does it? Because you're not sensing it whatsoever. You want to call it God or anything. So if if you're if you and I I just don't see how we can't run into everywhere. You can't sort of get away from it. I don't understand why we're not rubbing shoulders with that presence and getting, Ooh, there's the presence of God. Ooh, there's the presence of ooh, this is every very, very move, because if we're surrounded or immersed in it, it's sort of like if the fish were self conscious, it would probably realize it's in the water. Yeah? We're self-conscious, but we don't realize we're in the water. We, we, we're drowning in the sea of self, but we don't get that we're drenched in the water of consciousness or awareness. Yeah? And yet we have self-awareness. The fish doesn't. The fish is just fishing. Yeah? Yeah? But we, we can reflect. We have, our mind has the ability to reflect, what's going on here, and who's it going on to? I don't think the fish... Do you ever see, like, a fish stop dead in the water and he has a moment of, you know... <laughs> a cathartic mystical moment? Am I a fish, really? <laughs> no. They just keep going, going, they're driven by forces and on and on and on and on, yeah? But we have that. We have the ability to pause, in a sense, and to sort of look within, if you want to call it within. But what we usually see when we look within is actually we don't see anything. All we see is when we're looking out, we see everything the mind has claimed and is using to point to the phantom subject. So, a bottle becomes my bottle. Who's, wait a minute, a bottle. Hey, my bottle. Yeah. Whose is this bottle? Your bottle. The bottle is used to infer there's someone who has it, yeah? The thinker, the, the idea of a thought, every thought is held by you're the thinker of it, or it's about you. Every thought is being used to indicate there's a you. Yeah? You never see the you. It's sort of like the Buddhism, where the finger's pointing at the moon, and they say, don't be confused by the finger. It's just pointing at the moon. The moon is the thing. But there is no moon in this little world of mind. There's just pointing. Yeah. There's just inferring, implying, insinuating habitually just going to that little failsafe. So, when there's an action, I must have done it. And if I didn't do it, you must have did it. And you and I didn't do it, God must have did it. There's got to be a subject that has done all this. There's got to be someone who's doing all this. They can't just be doing. There has to be a someone, isn't there? That's the logic of the conditional mind. It has a difficult time breaking out of that logic. So, everything is seen from the frame of self-centeredness. How are you going to get, you know? How are you going to navigate from there? (laughs) I mean, seriously, I say it a lot when I share in recovery because it it was a profound moment out of many when I was a kid. And it was, I was walking through school, a hallway at school, and a girl said hello to me. I was about 11. And I I went home and wondered what she meant by it. For five hours, sat in my room, and I just went over it every possible position I could, which were all defined by self-centeredness. The only way I could think about that situation was how it pertained to me. It was the only way that was available. So I thought for five hours, I took every position, but every position I could take was framed by self-centeredness. I couldn't see it as if how it pertained to her or anyone else. It was always about how it pertained to me. This is, this is like the... Uh, Like self cannot get out of self. The idea of selfing or being the subject, you're not going to get out of it through subjectivity. The more you keep implying or enforcing that you're the doer and the haver, the more you're going to be entrapped in the sense of being a doer and haver. You can't do and have yourself out of doing and having, so to speak. (laughs) So this is more about questioning the frame yeah. so if I'm like I see the finta pointing all the time Yeah, I see it always but there was a big leap from here to being this yeah. but after a while it was never questioned I would see the pointing oh yes, me, me one time I questioned it and I questioned it for longer than one time. I started looking at the finger-pointing, and I would see, well, there's actually no proof that there's anyone home. It's just inferred and implied. So quite a lot, it's constantly being inferred all day, because conscious, conscious contact is having a lot of contact here, you could say. There's a lot of seeing, there's a lot of hearing, there's a lot of feeling, there's a lot of thinking, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff. So every time one of those activities of consciousness being in contact has been claimed it's been used so 800,000 like advertisements a day pointing at the pseudo subject it would be very easy for the mind to fall into that trap wouldn't it And once it's fallen into the trap it's sort of it, the whole trap is very lazy because now it's done See, because the only thing, it's not the movie that's good, it's the audience. So when the mind is fooled, yeah, it's not because it's such a great trick, it's because the mind's fooled. The mind is what's giving it the meaning, yeah. See it. The movie sucks. If you start waking up to it, it's really fucking structured. It's really the same old, same old. It's sort of like four grooves in an old, like, 78 album thing. <laughs> I mean, a lot of scratches. You know, a lot of scratches. But, the, but when we're really into it, we're giving it, like, Technicolor oomph uh, power. Yeah? That's what I believe happens. This little aspect of the mental process, it's like the little odds behind the curtain, in the mental realm, it's the king. Yeah, every god you meet is of its own making in the mental realm. That's why it loves dead masters. Great, because it can make a dead master anything it wants. It <laughs> can it can start giving talks with a picture of a dead master. If the dead master was alive, he say, "I never even met you. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you, you know?" But now you have a lineage to them for some freaking thing that was made up. Maybe Ooh, Maybe you do, but you know, it's a little bit tenuous. So. In here, the, mind, the gods that you have are, are of your own making. Yeah. So, the only power they're going to wield is the power you give them. <laughs> and you never give them any. You never. The mental process is never going to give any god more power than it's given itself. Never. Never. Yeah. You know, maybe you'll get a parking space at the meeting next week, or maybe a date. You know, for whatever. Three month relationship, sort of worked. God's working in my... Life. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't, really. That's the great news. The whole system has to be dropped. Not by you, because that would be part of the system. Yeah? <laughs> you dropping it is part of the system. If you drop it, I bet you you're going to pick it back up. (laughs) But in this case, when the system drops, by just questioning the center of it, because it's really all, everything is leaning on this one idea of being a self. The whole system leans on that. Incredibly leans on it, right? If the self gets weakened and starts dropping, the whole system morphs, changes. Yeah? It takes, it gets reconfigured. For me, it's usually, instead of having every planet like, you know, maybe you have a 12-planet system, every planet like a half an inch away from you is the sun. You know, my, my, my relationship, my money, my girlfriend, my, my, you know. It expands, you know. It's sort of like life is now happening instead of to you. It's much much nicer way to go, Yeah, the The system moves out. Yeah, expands and what actually you get the sense of, which is the true sense, is the space, the space of the system of mind. Even though this mind is busily filling up the space, space cannot be filled up. That can only it can have it can hold any appearance that gets that that gets uh, that appears in it. Yeah, it's never going to become overwhelmed by appearance because it's the progenic, it, it, it allows the appearance to arise. Yeah, but the space is always the. The definition or the context. And that, your mind is like that. It's not like finding the gaps between thoughts. The thoughts are gaps in the space. Yeah? The thoughts are a movement in the space. We're giving too much meaning to the thoughts. Oh, what's. Find the space between the gaps between the thoughts. Fuck that. The thoughts are a gap. They're the gaps. There's not a gap between them, they're a little gap. They're like a hiccup of the mind. So it's interesting to go to that little point and miss the whole picture. Yeah? Just like a desire. You're walking around like this, then you have a desire. You see someone across the street that you think you could have a baby with, you know? Whatever. Everything gets immediately. You're not smelling anymore. You're not hearing anything. It's just, it just magnifies right to that. That's what it's like. Every thought, if it's yours, your attention goes right to the thought. You miss the sense of the space. And that's what we're all looking for, is to get a little relief from the claustrophobia of the mental realm. But we're trying to get relief as a mental realm product, as a Paul. That's the problem. If Paul is going to... See, how can a product of a mental process leave the mental process and be anywhere else? it can only appear in the mental process it doesn't have an existence it has an appearance yeah it's inferred it's implied but never really seen isn't it no, never it. never there was never oh here's the real Paul coming out finally we've been waiting a long time we never thought it was going to happen all right everyone hush come on the real Paul's coming in wow i can't believe it that's me Come on here, real cool. Where have you been all these years? I was right behind the scenes, observing everything. Oh, yes? So you say you're an observer? Yes, I am the divine observer. Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Me? Get him out of here. The observer isn't anything other than an aspect of self. <laughs> what? Yeah. All right, bring the real one in. Okay. I'm the non doer. <laughs> Did you ever feel you were a doer? Yes. Bam! You're out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm what killed the self. You killed the self? Bam! You're out of here. How can you kill an imaginary thing? Where is the real one? It's the seeing, eh? We're looking for a noun to walk in, we're missing it. It's a verbing of seeing, always seeing, always seeing, always seeing, always seeing. What's really going on here is not of a noun. Yeah? It's not a thing. It's not a subject. It's not a personal idea or an island. It's the whole water surrounding it. That's what's really so. I found it had a huge effect while I'm traveling here. Yeah? to entertain this possibility. It actually blows my mind. I've given up trying to sort of keep up with it. Yeah? I've just lost total interest in, like, how it's been for <laughs> Again, every day is like a just a fucking kaleidoscopic event because every second there's feelings and things going on constantly. And the only constant I can see is the seeing of it all. Yeah, and I don't believe there's a seer that's seeing I think there's the seeing is the seer in a sense I don't think there's a seer seeing but if we want to turn it into our logic I say the seeing is the seer yeah. the seeing is what we're looking for we may be looking for it as a seer that's called a form of looking called self-centeredness because we want to apply the same qualities of this as a thing and as a subject to everything else we can't recognize it. Yeah, It's like an inherent blindness or an inherent glitch in the mental process called self-centeredness. It can't override that glitch. It's always going to make the mistake of trying to make nothing into something. It's always going to do it. It's always going to conceptualize. It's always going to grot or try to understand. It's always going to think it can know Presuming or assuming that it's something there prior to what it's going to know. So then, my major shift—just a a couple of calibrations—out of self-centeredness and let's call it centeredness, yeah, out of self-centeredness. And to centeredness. The center of this is everywhere. Yeah? The center of this is in a specific location called self. It's a very small system. Its possibilities are drenched in time. It's never about being okay. It's about I was okay once and I will maybe I will be okay. Yeah? Everything, all of its quote unquote needs and solutions because of this slavery to the system are put in time. And it's going to be based on what you do or don't do, what someone does or doesn't do for you. It's always going to be doing and having into a state of being. Yet that state of being can never stabilize because it's based on doing and having. And so if you stop doing and stop having, there goes the state. Yeah. If you you keep, if you do more and more and more and more and have and have, it still goes. Yeah. But if you go back, all right. having, doing. I'm not to have, or I'm not to do, or maybe you'll get a sense of where you actually come from, which is that sense of being. Yeah? The sense of being or onness is complete in and of itself. It's not looking to complete itself here, I don't feel. Yeah? It's not trying to achieve itself into uh, wholeness. It already is wholeness. So its ability to rest is, is supreme because it's not agitated. Its inherent nature isn't based on agitation, which selfing is. Selfing is constantly agitated in the move to become and unbecome, all day. All day, the mind is trying to unbecome and become things, all day. Yeah. It's just trying to, I don't want to be this, that it believes it is, I want to be that, which it doesn't believe it is. Yeah? It's just always, 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 always moving. How is that going to rest anywhere? You believe, well, if I get it right, if I get everything together out here, if I meet this certain someone and get this certain amount of money and I am really healthy and I've worked out every day and I got my gold gym membership and like this, then that will stabilize. How's it worked? Nothing stabilizes you. It's like the whole the whole foundation is shifting sands. It doesn't matter how solid you build the house, it's on a shifting foundation. Yeah. So how is agitation, if it even somehow falls upon or, or, or trips over peace, how is it going to entertain it? How is it going to entertain it? I'm going to lose it. I have it. It's going to be like a junkie. It's going to try to grab as much as it can because it has a strong belief it's going to lose it tomorrow. That's not peace of mind. Yeah. Peace of mind is when the mind becomes peaceful. So like, there's this lagoon where right. I surf, you know? So I drive down by the lagoon, today I was there, and then there's the ocean. So I usually, when I'm driving, I look to the lagoon, because if the wind's up, it's all it's, it's all agitated, it's surface, yeah? And when you look at it, it looks as if it's a real solid thing, the surface, it's tons of activity going on it, so it's, wow, that's, that's it, right? But then some days you drive there and it's all calm. And then another quality that wasn't demonstrated when it was agitated was there. It's reflecting the landscape. I see all the trees that surround the lagoon in its face. I see the clouds in the sky being reflected. That's exactly what mind's like. Mind is there reflecting whatever seems to be going on or whatever direction it's pointed at. So if we're pointed from a thing at things... Then we see the agitation of this place. Thousands of thoughts, thousands of different feelings, circumstances, situations changing constantly. Yeah? So, the, what it reflects is the agitation, and it takes that to be so. It takes that to be its face, really. But the same mind, yeah? The same mind, if it's freed from that bondage of self, it can reflect this, the clarity. It's sort of like here, it's like we talk about a lot. There's awareness or consciousness. It's going both ways. Yeah. It's not just coming this way. It's going both ways. So here's consciousness, and then something comes back. Yeah. You see something, and then whatever you get, you get it, and then you have opinions about like that. So consciousness is there, and it's going back. So there's we have we're very clear that there's one-sided mirror we're seeing everything happening, but the other side has like an opaque back to it. That's your identification of self. So everything that happens is happening to you. So everything is sucked into the self-centered loop, yeah? Everything goes back to you. Your, Your greatest experiences, your worst events go back to you, back to you. We're questioning, hey, maybe if that you isn't you, that there's another side of the mirror that's also reflecting infinity or emptiness or clarity, where there's no disturbance whatsoever going on. Not one. Just like that, that pause. Just. Now, if mine's doing that at the same time, yeah, this is going to have a pretty big influence on all of this. Yeah? Because while you're seeing this, you won't be taking this to be all there is, because there will be a big influence of all there is on it. Yeah? And so now, while you're seeing the agitation and living here and this and that, you'll travel lighter because. Another message that wasn't getting through when it was only about you starts coming in. Yeah? From awareness, whatever you want to call it, some downloads start coming from there. Instead of all the downloads we get from here all day, which is plenty, we start getting downloads from... It's not there, but I'm just using it. From that, and that has a huge influence on what? On how you travel here. Because you stop taking this fucking place so seriously. Yeah? And you stop taking the self so seriously, and the most serious you can take the self is being you. You can't take anything more serious than that. I'm telling you I mean seriously. So what happens is things loosen up, and now you're getting downloads from whatever which leaven or keep this place a little right size, because the the tendency of the self-centered mind to give tons of meaning to things gets very, very downsized by this influence, yeah. Because this has a meaning beyond all meanings, yeah? It is. It's vibrant and alive, it is, yeah? This is always, I, it was and it will be, but this is. So, but you can't receive it. If you're standing there and you believe you've gotten the best mitt to catch this download, you're going to miss it, because you're participating in this game and this game alone. In this thing, the, the, the message is: I need do nothing. You catch the ball by not putting your mitt up. That's how you get it. Like we say, in recovery you have it by giving it away. This is how it works. It's not like well, if I was when I was out here as a coke dealer. I wasn't practicing that principle, I have it by giving it away. You were not going to see any of the fucking coke, you yeah? <laughs> unless you paid money for it. But here, it's the exact opposite. You have it by giving it away. How do you mean, give it away? You'll find out. If you say, oh, this is how it is, that ain't it. You'll find out. You cannot know how it is, but by finding out, yeah? Once you know it how it is, it's how it was. Yeah as soon as you think you know how it is and how it's how it was you've missed it it's not fresh anymore but in the i don't know state this is a high form of mind you know in zen the i don't know this drops in and you're relegated and it's a lovely position to find out yeah you're on like a need to know basis you have a limited ability to handle <laughs> <laughs> People, oh well. Self-knowledge is incredible. It's like it says in recovery, self-knowledge avails you nothing. What do you mean, what do you mean? Well, the way I view it is knowledge is very valuable, but let's say knowledge is 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 offered and it's claimed by a self, you know, I'm the one who's getting it, that that has no that knowledge now has no oom to save you from that self. Yeah? Well, actually it'll add weight to the self that you want to seem to get out of. You know? So this was helpful to me because I was practicing a lot of stuff and I was making the same old, same old mistake. It was me that was doing it. You know? I never freaking knew how to get to, back to that. Yeah? Every time, uh, just, it just was, never worked. And all those years of practicing, they had their effects, but they were so defined by the problem, there was no relief from the bondage of self. But then once it was questioned, am I that? And I started to question it, really. And then in questioning it, I started seeing all the pointers. Yeah? I started, it just became obvious that there was nobody home. And that's the true master. Is the no one, yeah? If it starts playing out in time, it's sort of like, uh, you know, saran wrap. You can see through saran wrap, yeah? So, you have one you saran wrap. You still see pretty good. Two layers of saran wrap. Still seeing, but again, things are getting a little distorted, right? Three, four, fifty. You're still basically seeing, yeah? But I wouldn't rely on it much, yeah. <laughs> By then, it's all about it's just mental skepticism. I mean, speculation because you can't really see anything. It's sort of like, and as you live with this this invitation, it's sort of like the saran wrap gets peeled, gets peeled off, and the front, or like if you see the onion and you see all these mental defenses, and yet when you get to the center, there's nothing there. Yeah, there was nothing to defend. There's no center of any onion. It's sort of like that. And how light can you go? You can go pretty damn light. (laughs) And the operation is more like a paring down or economizing. Your interest and attention isn't wedded to anything anymore. It's like free range. It just goes where it goes. And it informs you of the day. Instead of you living as if you know what the day was going to be like, your interest and attention informs you of it. You find out how the day is. And it's almost like an etch sketch Once it's over, it's gone, it's, it doesn't have much of an imprint. And then the same thing. So you have all this incredibly partitioned events and moments and experiences, but it's all in one giant mural going on. Yeah? And then you don't need to try to make sense of how does this frame lead to the next frame. You see the beauty, intricacy of the connection. You don't need to have a mental, oh, this is why I'm fucked now. But you're still fucked. <laughs> it hasn't helped you any. But I really know why I'm fucked now. Well, how that feel? <laughs> you know. So this frame, it's not like, oh, I've got it all, I realize why I am the way I am. This is just all those frames get blown out of the water, and you don't know why you are the way you're not. You just don't know. You're not privy to the information, and that whole desire to know is dropped because it's well, it's just a mean cog of the mental process. Yeah, it's tried to know. It's it's, it's a, I listened to an hour of people. Who knew what, how they were fucked yesterday? And my my humble diagnosis was they were they were just they were probably more fucked by the time they left than when they came in. <laughs> you know, I mean, how's that working? <laughs> if it would have gone on three hours, they would have really known why they were fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then other people would have been bummed out because they didn't know why they were fucked am sorry. I'm sitting there I can't say anything because I have no fucking idea I don't know why they got out I went out, I don't know why they're sober <laughs> no idea what the hell's going on so it keeps me a little bit silent because I have nothing to say I'm sitting there But I do know one thing, I am not that which I thought myself to be. I'm not that which is being thought into appearance. I'm not that 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 is being inferred into an appearance, or implied, or insinuated. I'm not that. And I'll tell you, the amount of relief that came from that realization sort of defined the problem from the solution. Once I got the sense of relief from it, I knew that was the problem, being identified as that. So instead of trying to get relief as that or for that, this is more a relief from it. You know? And the relief really takes the, the, the sense of a lack, lack of interest or a loss of interest in it. You just don't really care that much. You know? You're off like the mental probation. You're not going over every event and seeing... What I could have done better all day. <laughs> you know? Sloppiness is in, you know? Just live and see what happens. Step on people's toes, make amends. You know. So some guy said, I want to know who I am. I said, it's much better to know who you're not. <laughs> That's much better information. Don't fucking waste your time trying to know who you are. Just find out who you're not. That would be helpful. <laughs> because use an activity, brother, to use consciousness in contact to you. That's how you're manifesting. You, know, you can't capture yourself. You're never going to have a picture a mental picture that's going to actually capture what you are yeah it's too fluid it's too so any questions tonight no why do you go to meetings why do I go to meetings it's a habit no (coughs) I enjoy it I sit there and uh, I just enjoy there's a sense I get a sense of, of something there which I like it's sort of like sitting near a fire like in a, like, like a, being in an old tribe you know where they'd come every night they'd meet at a big fire that's what it's like for me it's just I don't know I don't put much thought in it anymore I could go to bingo Right? I could, uh. Yeah. I know you always wonder about that, Sean. You're wondering, why am I still fucking <laughs> around with these, this thing? Because I'm not fucking around with it. That's the whole point. I'm not motivated to move. <laughs> it's causing the ball I'm gonna go. You know what I mean? <laughs> I probably go to more meetings now than I used to go when I really needed to go to meetings. (laughs) Now I don't need to go to meetings, I go to a lot of meetings. (laughs) Come on, it's another question. I'm not done, but I need some I need a primer. Come on. Challenge me, will you? I mean, does is that, is that just fit in? I mean, it seems like like there's a sense like there's supposed to be some grand purpose or something, something that's supposed to be done or figured out or attained or that's supposed to be doing or getting. Or. I know. It's the adornment of self, isn't it? it? Really is. I mean, who gets the most attention and all the doing? and Especially if it's noble. You? Yeah? Yeah. That's what happened with me. I found there's levels of danger, really. And one level of danger for me was my mental process really puts a lot of meaning on spiritual practices. It's much more important for me to meditate than to do the dishes. Yeah? And so, I found that it was like a super glue. It really... My mind got really identified. With being a spiritual practitioner. <laughs> so instead of being at the club and someone says, I really like your Mercedes, I'd be at the temple and they go, Oh, I really like your lovely gaze. So it was the same thing. <laughs> it was the same, same mental activity. <laughs> The mental process really hates is irrelevance. If it's shown to be irrelevant, that really gets to its nub. You'll really see its uh, feral nature. Thing, it's, it's, you know, it'll just bark right out of the civilization and the socialization. It was just, you'll just see a fucking beast when it's irrelevant. Yeah, I used to see that with women. You know, I'd have a girlfriend. And I knew I could fucking dump on her, you know? Play a little weird trip on her, like, I'm going to I'm gonna challenge you to show me that you love me, and of course you're going to lose every challenge. You're <laughs> always going to change the bars. So there they would be doing it, and they would be falling for it every time. And then one day, something happened. They weren't buying anymore, and I could see in their face that I was irrelevant, and I had no influence over them. And that would infuriate my head. My head would just go berserk. Yeah? So I got to see it. I got to see a lovely beastiness of it, you know. So I figured, oh, relevance, yeah. So how does it become relevant? Well, obviously, through action, by being the doer of them. Yeah? Through thoughts, by being the thinker of them. Through feelings, by being the feeler of them. Yeah? Through living, by being the one who has the life. You know, by mining time, by calling it your time. This is what it's doing. All of it's 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 mining for gold all day for its own ornamentation, yes? It's constantly claiming and hijacking every fucking thing and blowing things out of huge proportion just to get a certain... It's sort of like, if it has nothing, if it makes it huge, you'll get a little reflection of it, yeah? A little bit of light will reflect on me, yeah? That's all it's doing. It's using everything like a hallway of mirrors to see itself. as the doer, the have, or the one the one who was connected once and now has no recourse to ever know that God. You know, give me a break. You know what I mean? It's always based on you again. Always you. If I I did something that I was thrown out of the kingdom, give me a break. You're not that important. (laughs) (laughs) And then, really, even in spiritual terms... We believe that everything would be so great if self was absent. Yeah? So again, even in its absence it's glorifying itself. Yeah, your life would be so much better without me fucking with you all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the same, same, same because now you are trying to get out of self itself and there it is, it just keeps wherever you turn you get your mirror effect. Oh, it's me, it's me. <laughs> Relevance is incredible, in a sense. Because you left off that hook, finally. You know what I mean? If you were this, you'd have to work on it the rest of your life. Yeah? There are so many faults. Come on. I could be a much better person. I could. I could be much more intimate with people. I probably could pet dogs more and, you know, smile at kids born. Yeah? It would be a never-ending urban renewal project if it was about me. But if it isn't about me, what happens? Yeah, the construction site's closed, yeah, and this becomes sacred ground. Yeah. It's not like an urban renewal project. It's not an image being built. It's just taken to be what it is. Yeah. I'm like the healthiest I've ever fucking been, and I'm getting older. It's mind boggling to me. The mental influence is diminishing, and my body is just thriving in its absence. <laughs> I can't believe it really and I, while it's leaving I can see it when it's leaving all the old ideas about you're never going to be healthy you never, all these old ideas all the layers of saran wrap yeah, just getting peeled away just getting sucked up into the wind yeah. this is like we talk in recovery recovery is about diminishing a mental condition that's all it is It's not about producing a spiritual condition. You don't need to produce a spiritual condition. You are a spiritual condition. But the mental condition is overwhelming the spiritual condition. It's eclipsing it. It's got most of our interest and attention. So we only think of the spiritual condition from the mental condition. That's why we're giving nothing... Making it into something—that's what the mental process does. So we're actually dying from a lack of a sort of a distribution of attention and interest. So like that boat with all the weight on the front—it's going to sink all the time. Yeah. So we have a lot of attention to the body, but it's usually a mental image of the body which we're dealing with. Yeah. So we're not. So we don't even know what's causing what. We can't read the body. We're not reading its 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 uh, signals because we're in a mental realm most of the time the spiritual realm seems to have no influence on us at all, because we're, we're in this claustrophobic mental state. yeah. And the whole system, even there's a mental here, but the mental here is just the preoccupation with there and then. yeah. There is a mental here, we believe, and that's why we believe we have to get into the moment more, because if in the mental here, the possibility of being out of the moment is possible. Which is an impossibility. But in the mental realm, it seems really fucking possible, doesn't it? It really feels like I wasn't here today. I'm really disconnected. So I need to get into the moment. i got to become present. Yeah, doesn't it? It it really feels that way. But it's a lie. You cannot not be present. You don't need to get into something you can't get out of. (laughs) It's just that fucking simple. Yeah. But in the mental realm, think about it. Sit here. Try to be here. It's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a here that's that's bookended with there and then. It's gonna be you, you're gonna be the center of the here, and you're gonna be sitting here with the feeling that you've been sitting here for a while, and then you're gonna be getting up soon. That's not the here. Yeah? That's the mental here. That we can try to get in because we can be out of it. Yeah? But not the here. Yeah, So it's different. We're trying to respond to an imaginary situation with real p- solutions, when the only solution is to see that it's imaginary. If you see it as imaginary, there's nothing more to do. It's a done deal. If you do anything, that would be the reality of its problem. Yeah, It's your doing that's giving it its life.
1: Well, tell me what
0: to do. Yes, yes. <laughs> Come on, give me a bone. No. You have a way of life to deal with the mental condition. Because if, if you have alcoholism, and it's an extreme subdivision of self-centeredness, but self-centeredness is mental and only mental. Yeah? So now you have an extreme condition, so you need to do something here in life. You need a way of life to sort of extract some of that attention and put it into life. So you do service, you get out of yourself. Not by thinking or feeling, but by acting. You act yourself out of the mental state. But then, when you're out of the mental state, what dawns on you is the spiritual state. Yeah? Now, if you try to act yourself into the spiritual state, it may not work. Because you are the spiritual state, yeah? So you can't use what seemed to work on this to get you here, because here is everywhere. You don't have, there's no way you can get there. Because you cannot be not there, yeah? So to use the system that seemed to work on one level, won't work on this level. So that's what it says in the Course of Miracles, in that chapter. You will always realize, I need to do nothing. That's when the spiritual condition is now overwhelming the mental condition. Yeah, That's when beingness is, is dominant. And doing and having to seem to be a ridiculous movement away from the reality of that. Yeah. But from, when the mental condition arises, immediately, Doer and the doing becomes dominant, and now you want to do yourself out of something and get into something. It's always in and out, close and far, connected, disconnected. How am I doing? Progressing, falling back. I made a mistake. Boo hoo hoo. I've got to work harder. Slowly, you know. Yet you're on a treadmill that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah? It's It's on two two wheels of duality, and it's going, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not moving, it's, in, it's, it's stationary with the sense of moving, but you're not going anywhere. I'm close, I feel so connected today. <laughs> How many times have you felt that? And then a day or two later, I feel so disconnected. You don't see? It's like a seesaw. You can't run here, and it it (laughs) it goes boom. Yeah, because the axis is you, and it's going close, far, yes, no, high, low, good, bad, healthy, sick. I find it's helpful to hear about it. Yeah, because I have faith in mind. If mind can hear it, it gets in there. It'll start showing its effects. And if you have the eyes to see it, you'll start appreciating it and have some gratitude and keep entertaining it. Yeah, You've been through a whole lot. Now you entertain it in this way. It seems to be working for you. You're much more relaxed in being what you're not. And that's the whole point. It's not about being relaxed and being what you are. You're already that. It's about being relaxed and being what you're not. Yeah? That's where the discomfort lies. So <laughs> we're attempting to go a back door yeah, to get to a solution. I find it works this way. Better than trying to become or entertain what I am, I don't see that works. Because I'd be entertaining as what I'm not. So that would immediately frame it from from what I'm not. But by questioning what I'm not, I may find out that's what I am, is the seeing of that. It's worked better. It saves time. Now if I was, this was like a business, I would have planned that there was a lot of doing and having involved, that we'd have to have intensives every week for 150 bucks a week a day, and then retreats for sure. Ten day retreats, that would be about maybe a thousand, twelve hundred dollars. And then, you know, tons of books and you know, you'd get like thirty pages every month for, you know, and the bills. You know what I mean? And have a system of practice that could go on and on and on and on. You know? But I find it's, this is about nothing. You know? So hopefully you came in here with nothing, you'll get nothing, <laughs> and then you'll leave with nothing. That's a damn good move. And I'm stubborn about it. Because you know, it's rang true for me. I don't want any organization, I don't want anything to start taking an appearance of any anything. I want it to be as messy and sloppy as it can be, because it seems to work that way, yeah? And, you know, my success is when no one shows up, and it's, I'm getting close. <laughs> it seems to get better every year, really. I'm getting to a point no one's going to show up, and then I'll be done. Because that's it, to be obsolete, really. I mean, hopefully we'll hang out at least, you know, show some, you know, compassion on me. show up, even though, even though you don't need it anymore, please show up, because I need it, I need to share it. <laughs> but really, my job is to become obsolete. It was a very bad career choice. Has been incredibly bad. I had a future as a circuit speaker in AA. Look where I've ended up. Uh, Could have just. Could could have just.